Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. My name is Ben, and we've been talking a lot about loneliness this month here on Faith Radio. As, you know, it's the month of love, the month of Valentine's Day, the Hallmark cards, the flowers, and and all the things. But really, people are lonely and struggling for connection. We've told you the the data points. 77% of Americans say that they feel lonely, that there's a loneliness epidemic. Did you know that 80% of kids are lonely. That's four out of five kids. This loneliness is a universally felt emotion and it doesn't discriminate. The saddest part is it starts young and it's growing. It's a complex feeling that young kids might be unable to comprehend. But we're joined today by Max Licato. You know Max. He's written this new book just for kids, just in case you ever feel alone. Max, welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. What a great, great opportunity. Uh, thank you for that introduction, because those statistics, they are, they're sobering, aren't they? Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And as a father of a four-year-old, um, yeah. knowing, knowing those statistics and trying to be patient and present and understand how she's feeling and talk to her about it, thank you for writing this book that will help me have a a conversation with her more about it in a more intentional way. Let me just read just a little bit of it. Said, if I seem too busy, just tell me. I'll make the time to chat. No question is too big or small. You can count on me for that. And you know what? Even though I'm by your side sitting right next to you, can you guess what's even better? God is right here too. Why do you write children's books, Max? Oh, I love yeah you know it's interesting I, I, I didn't expect that question i don't know if i've ever <laughs> been asked that directly you know why do i write children's books i wrote my first children's books uh well over a generation ago uh for my own kids i wrote a book called just in case you ever wonder and that was my pledge to my kids that they would always have a father who loved them earthly father and heavenly father and uh the children's book was was really well received and that set me on a path of of exploring ways to articulate good news to our little children and giving parents a tool you know as a parent you know it's sometimes hard to find the words to connect with with your kids and we need another tool another book or or story and so I wanted to encourage parents in that as well. And then the third reason would be they're just a lot of fun to write. And, um, you know, I write books for grownups, too. And those are great to write, but they're hard. <laughs> they're, they're demanding. But a children's book, once I get the idea going, uh, I, can, I can have it usually, done usually in about a week. And it's a delightful week. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just playing with words and working with phrases. 
So I've I've thoroughly enjoyed being able to write kids' books all these years. Max is a ardent reader of your adult books. When I um, we had our daughter, and we're she's a voracious reader. She's four years old, loves to read. Um, and as we're one of her favorite things is to go to the bookstore and pick out a book. And then when I saw that that book, just in case you ever wonder, um, Max Licato, I'm like, I I read those books too. And we bought it and we read it, and she loves it, and she asks questions. And I find that it also ministers to me as a dad, and it opens up so many conversations with her. So thank you for doing that. Well, certainly. And this book, Just In Case You Ever Feel Alone, is intended to follow that same strategy. And that's uh, addressing a felt need, giving parents a tool uh, that will stir discussion and answer questions. Uh, and so I'm praying that this this book has a similar impact mm. on, but but a little more focused on this whole topic of of isolation, on this feeling of there's nobody who understands me, and for some children there's the feeling of well there's nobody who really cares about me, mm. and we have to address those two things early on while their young brains and and uh, emotions are being developed. Uh, and and address that with with truth, right? Max Locato is our guest. This new book, it's for kids. It's amazing, but I can guarantee you, it's going to minister to you too. It's called Just in Case, uh, Just in Case You Ever Feel Alone. And Max, I know you have daughters, and I know you have grandchildren. You just said it's important to talk about this stuff when they're young, and it opens up conversations. Um, and it, it is so important to talk about this issue early on, especially when you know most of us adults are busy. We have packed schedules. We have stressful mm-hmm. jobs. We have we have uh, anxiety and, and loneliness that we're dealing with ourselves. We have our cell phones mm-hmm. surgically attached to our hands, it seems like. <laughs> and there's never, there's just never enough time for us, let alone sharing the time that we should be sharing mm-hmm. with our kids or our grandkids. And this is a great way for you to just pause, to just pause yeah. and read the book, be ministered to yourself, and to, and to have that connection and that closeness with a youngin. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it with your daughters as they're growing up and now your grandkids. Uh, absolutely. And as I watch my grandkids, I see that they have a set of challenges uh, that even their parents did not have. And of course, I did not have. My grandchildren are now between, well, I have one due next month. And so, Congratulations. so I have I have them from the That's womb awesome. to hmm. about almost nine years old. Uh, and I look at them, they're bright young kids, and by God's great grace, they're all healthy and happy, mm-hmm. but they're living in a world in which uh, their attention span is being, it's a great contest to see who can get their attention. And uh, social media has invaded what should be a time of assurance, a developing calm, learning trust, relying upon your parents for your assur- for for that steady and calming presence. Well, social media has come in like a megaphone, you know, shouting at these kids, telling them that you must look this way, believe this way, dance this way, jump this way. And if if parents and grandparents don't police this, uh, I, I I just don't like what it's gonna. It's, it's toxic because it, little kids, their brains are not ready for everything they're seeing on social media and so in one way the job of a parent or grandparent is is the negative side we got to be that 
person who says, no, you cannot have a phone yet, or no, you cannot look online yet. But then we can all, we need to also be that positive influence that's bringing truth into a world so full of untruth, uh, bringing uh, God's word into a world where everything is relative or it's up to you. And so it, we have this immense privilege of speaking truth into their lives at the very shapeable uh, form. And we are, in their minds, the authority on everything. Mm. So let's take advantage of that and, and speak these words of truth into their lives at this vulnerable and important and impressionable young age. Max Lucado, the new book is called Just In Case You Ever Feel Alone. Uh, it's amazing. I can't wait, wait to read it to my own four-year-old daughter. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold on Faith Radio. My name is Ben, and, you know, we talk about, you were just talking about social media and screen time. We say to our daughter, you know, who wants to be on the screens all the time, and and we're that gatekeeper, that protector that you were talking about, she becomes a different person. We, we tell her it, it melts your mind. Um, and so to have books like this, Max, because as we were finding books, as she was, you know, born and then growing up, she's now four, uh, trying to find books that captivate her attention, right? Because mm. oftentimes the the Paw Patrol books or the the Anna and Elsa books are so engaging and bright and colorful. And, and then we try to find Christian books, and they don't necessarily stand up to those things, but yours do. So I just want to thank you before we move on. I ask you the next question. Thank you for writing books that are engaging that children want to read and that minister to the parents and grandparents too. So, um, but we are talking about loneliness. It's a really tough emotion for anybody. And what a lot of people are struggling with right now, it doesn't matter the age. It hits people younger than ever before. And it's, it's growing. So what advice would you have for people who are struggling with loneliness as an adult while simultaneously then trying to help your, you know, your kids who are also struggling with it in their lives? Yeah. You know, um, I'm a pastor. I've been at the same church now for 35 years. And while I'm not a full-time therapist, I certainly do my share of, of counseling, sometimes formal, sometimes informal. And in my mind, uh, Ben, when I'm talking to somebody, I start listening to, uh, to hints of an untruth. What, what untruth? So what lie? What, what, uh, bit of misinformation has uh, somehow been deposited into this person's worldview that is causing them to uh, to react in the way they do. And I, I began trying to determine, uh, you know, what is the falsehood they're believing? It, it could be, for example, a person comes into my office and they're, they're really uh, struggling with stress at work. And then I come to realize it's not so much stress as they cannot keep up. And, and it's not so much they can't keep up. They're comparing themselves to a particular coworker or colleague who's moving up quickly. And so I realize, okay, there it is. There's the untruth. They, they are sub, they've been told that if they don't keep up, then they've lost their value. And then by identifying that untruth, we can begin to address it and deal with it. I'm rambling just a bit, but this is where I come from when it comes to loneliness. Uh, loneliness says that I'm unworthy of a close friend uh, or people don't really like me or people don't care about me 
And then ultimately, the overreaction is not even God cares about me, if indeed he does exist. This creates a worldview that is a false narrative, a narrative that says, I'll never have friends. Uh, I'll always be the odd person out. I'll always be marginalized. Overreactions have these big words in them, always, never, <laughs> you know, the, these extrapolations of disaster that happen. And so in dealing with loneliness, we, we have to go back and deal with the, the root that's creating the fruit. And the root is a lie. It is simply a lie. Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There's the truth. God has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's the truth. And so when we're helping our children, our assignment is to tell them the truth. Just tell them the truth. Give them a Bible verse. Uh, give them assurance. Uh, speak words of truth over them as they're coming and as they're going. Uh, I love my wife uh, for many reasons, but she really did this well with our children. When they were small, she would write Bible verses and stick it in their lunch. And she wouldn't let them leave the house until she had placed a hand on their head and offered a prayer of blessing over their day. You know, speaking these words of truth, especially while they're young and these formidable, impressionable, single-digit years, you know, up until the age of nine or ten. We've got to grab that window and use it for uh, all all that we can. I really rambled on that answer. It was a good one, though. It was a good one. It, it caused <laughs> me to sigh just going, yes, that was good. Max Licato is our guest on Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Loneliness is such an opportunity, but it is something that so many people are struggling with right now. And Max has written this book for kids, but I promise you it's going to minister to you too. It's called Just In Case You Ever Feel Alone. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold on Faith Radio. My name is Ben, and if you're struggling with loneliness right now, text the word lonely to 877-933-2484. Carmen LeBurge from Mornings with Carmen will text you every couple of days just to remind you um, who God says you are, how much he loves you, and that you are never, ever alone. You know, some statistics point to loneliness being on the rise. How do we reverse the trend? More with Max Licato next. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey, Faith Radio is celebrating 75 years of bringing faith to life. That's right. We are 75 this year. So to celebrate, we are giving away 75 Faith Radio birthday boxes packed with all kinds of fun things to help you grow in your walk of faith. And yes, celebrate with us. So we're going to be celebrating the birth and growth and future of Faith Radio all year long. And you are an integral part of the Faith Radio family. And so we want to send you a gift. How fun is that? This is our birthday song. It isn't very long. So to enter to win a Faith Radio birthday box today, come to MyFaithRadio.com. Max Licato on Afternoons with Bill Arnold today. My name is Ben. He says, loneliness can affect anyone. It can profoundly affect young kids, just like it affects people near our age. We all need to be reminded that we are stronger than we think because God is closer than we can imagine. Max has this new book just for kiddos. I bet you'll love it, too. I know I, I do. Just in case you ever feel alone. Next, we're talking about 
loneliness and the, the statistics, about 77% of Americans that just feel utterly alone. And I'm just shocked, saddened, heartbroken, really, that 80% of kids, four out of five kids, are still struggling with the, the same thing. And, and no doubt, I think, just think about my house and how I'm always on computer answering, a, answering an email or doing this or busy or going to school or, or on my phone answering a text message. And how everything is, like you said earlier in this conversation, everything and everybody is vying for their attention and it is just siloing them off. So thank you for writing this book just in case you ever feel alone. This brand new book, you can get it now anywhere you get your books. The statistics pointing to loneliness being on the rise. How do we reverse that trend? What do you recommend? I believe that the um, first course of action is for parents to be intimately involved in every detail of the life of their children. You know, ever so often, we as parents need to stop and think about our own eulogy. Mm. Uh, Someday, you know, people will gather to say and goodbye to you and honor you. What do you want them to say? What do you want them to say? Do you want him to say, man, uh, he really learned how to catch bass or hit a golf ball or, or, or she could, you know, she could really run a business and uh, she made the family a lot of money and nothing wrong with catching bass, playing, playing golf. You, you hear me on that. But what we really want to do is leave a legacy where, where children will someday say, you know what? He was always there or she was always nearby. And this calls for some uh, major decisions on the part of parents. I mean, our children are more than just a family. They're our mission field. Our children are our first mission field. And our highest assignment is to come alongside them, provide for them, protect them, and tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Just cherish those kids. Uh, And I I think that that it is as parents come alongside and, and spend time with their children, turn off the social media, go out in the backyard, throw, a, throw the ball back and forth, uh, you know, go for long walks, take them to the park. Those times of things that just create that interaction, those moments for interaction. Uh, kids spell love in, in, in a, with four letters, mm. T-I-M-E. Uh, they love time. They love time with us. And so every minute that we can have with them is one minute they're not being exposed to the falsehoods that they come across on, uh, that they come to their way on social media. Mm. Max Locato on Afternoons with Bill Arnold. My name is Ben. Just in case you ever feel alone is his new book. Um, loneliness is such a complex emotion and kids probably aren't going to come up to you and say, mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa, I'm feeling lonely uh, what are some of the ways that you can notice that they are struggling with loneliness? And then what prayers do you suggest for the little kiddos, like how we could pray what with great, them? Yeah, yeah. What great questions you asked, by the way. Thank Those, you. That's a great question. <clears throat> I mean, this would be a, such a good group question. I wish I had a, a living room full of parents and I could ask them, when you when when you see behavior in your children that makes you think they're lonely, uh, how are they behaving? Because I'm not sure that it's one answer sure. fits all, right? Uh, there are kids who lash out. They fight. They get angry. They take things from others. They see other children as a threat. 
And so they want to take, they want to hurt other children. They, like you say so well, Ben, these kids don't know it. They don't know it's loneliness that's driving them to be angry. Uh, but it is. It could be the uh, loneliness manifests itself in a kind of a sullenness, a moodiness, uh, sadness, you know, sadness that comes over them. And uh, no matter how many times uh, you tell them, hey, just be happy. It's hard for them to be to be happy. And what they need is, again, for grandma, grandpa, mom or dad to sit there down, sit on the floor and open up the Legos box mm -hmm. or get the magnet tiles out and just spend time with them, time with them. Here, here, here's just we who are parents know this, but we need to be reminded that uh, the more time you spend with kids, the more you create an opportunity for them to tell you what's really on their mind. But if you sit down and you give your child five minutes and say, honey, I've got about five minutes here. Tell me what's on your mind. That's just not going to work. It, it doesn't work with most people, but it certainly doesn't work with kids because they they don't know how to articulate what they're feeling. But if you but if you spend extended time with them, you know, uh, then that gives them an opportunity to express uh, the the emotions that they're feeling. Mm. And then the prayers that you would suggest for kids. It's so interesting. Yeah. I, I was playing. Uh, we were, it was beautiful out here in the Twin Cities yesterday. And so for dinner, we went out to the park and we had a picnic and we were playing. And of course, imagination, four-year-old running around. There's a dinosaur chasing us and daddy helped me crawl up here <laughs> and on this big rock. And she gets up on the rock and she says, please, God, save us from this dinosaur attack. And I, I you know, I hope God will answer my prayer. And just, you know, having these conversations, which is so great and amazing, um, mm. but how can we teach them how to pray when it comes to loneliness, especially when they mm. don't even know that they're experiencing it? Mm -hmm. What if, what if we help them when we're praying with them to, uh, to recite, to follow, say what we say mm. and, and, and we say, uh, truth from scripture. What if we say, uh, honey, let's pray. And you say what I say, dear Jesus, dear Jesus. You said you'll never leave me alone. You said you'll never leave me alone. You will always love me and you'll never forsake me. You'll always love me, never forsake me. Now, these are lofty concepts. Yeah. I get it. Uh, but you start there. You start there. What you're doing is just depositing a seed in the soil of the soul so that someday it will bear fruit. And um, as you're quoting scripture or teaching your children truth from scripture uh the 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 sword the sword of the spirit is the word of god and so you're giving the children a verse and then as you say goodbye to them as they go off to pre-k or if they they go play with friends say remember god said he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you and they may get it they may not but you've deposited you've activated a reminder uh about what the children about what scripture says about loneliness yeah i think one of the things that i find to be so helpful with kids too is just the repetition like you said just constantly reminding them that they are never mm -hmm. alone um, god will never yeah. abandon them one of my favorite um mm -hmm. promises in the bible but just to and then to make it simple too what you do in this book um loneliness and you talk about uh, some of these feelings that, that you've talked about in in the books that i read as an adult and then 
these books that you've been writing for kids that that we love in our house as well, that you make such complex issues so simple and so engaging and so helpful. And you've done the same thing during this interview this afternoon. So I just I want to thank you for um, for your mission, the mission that you're on, the, the calling that God has on your life and that that you answer it with your whole heart. I mean, you have a lot of stuff going on. I know you have another interview here in just a couple of minutes. But you give us your all, and that's teaching me today to be 100% fully present, intentional, and to love with my whole heart every opportunity mm. that I can. And I love the fact that you you said you spell love with four letters, T-I-M-E, and that's not just for kids. That's for people. That's for my wife. That's mm. for me. That's for Wyatt, yeah. my coworker. Um, and and mm-hmm. you loved us today by giving us your T-I-M-E. So, Max Licato, thank you very much. You can get this book just in case you ever feel alone anywhere you find books, I'm sure, right? Yes, sir. Anywhere you look. Awesome. So appreciative of that. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you, Max. God bless you, brother. God bless you. All right. Just in case you ever feel alone. It's a new book by Max Licato. Wow, that's just amazing. Again, if you feel lonely and you're listening to Faith Radio and you're struggling with that right now and you need immediate help, text the word LONELY to 877-933-2484. And Carmen from Mornings with Carmen will text you every couple of days for the next month to remind you whose you are, who you're created to be, and that you will never be alone. God will never abandon you. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold on Faith Radio. Pam Lindell lost her husband in 2005, and three months after that, she found herself here in this very studio on Faith Radio. Through that that pain and that shock and that suffering, Pam's been given a ministry. She has a, a podcast called A Widow's Heart. If you're in Minneapolis and St. Paul and the Twin Cities, you can listen to her mornings on 98.5 KTIS. She's a min- in the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame. She is a dear friend. She's also speaking at Set Apart on March 8th and 9th at the University of Northwestern here in St. Paul. You can get your tickets to see her and attend um, at MyFaithRadio.com. But Pam, first of all, thank you for coming on Afternoons with Bill Arnold today. We're so yeah. grateful to have well, you. Yeah, well, thank you for asking me. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Yeah. So let's just go back to 2005 because um, mm-hmm. I know that there are people listening, and I, I think about it all the time because at some point, if you're married, um, you're going to lose a spouse or you will be the spouse that is lost. Right. 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 I mean, we're all going to go through this. So let's go back to 2005. Um, and I, I, I'm so grateful that when you said when you lost your husband, so many people came up to you and said, God's going to use this for his glory. Just you wait mm-hmm. and see. And and you wanted to tell him, go away. Because go that's away. Not, that's not the time or the you're, place. Right. You're standing next to your husband's casket and people are saying, and they're well-meaning. You know, and I wasn't mad at anybody, but but, it's like, I want him back. Well, well, not the way he was. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when you you get out of your own way, God took over and the miracles haven't ceased. Um, Watch for God to work in your life every day through your own suffering. So how did you, uh, let's just talk about 2005. Okay. And you're standing at your husband, John's casket. Mm -hmm. And people are coming up to say this to you. Yeah. And then now to this point where you realize that they were right. That it, it took probably about three years, and specifically one person who was a really good friend gave me a big hug, and she whispered that in my ear. She said, you just wait. God is going to use this. And as we just said, 
I thought, you know, no, 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 I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't want to consider that. I mean, I don't even know how I'm going to feel in the next 60 seconds, right. you know, whether the next, you know, day or or week, because something so, so traumatic has happened with the loss of my husband. Um, and we've so much, so much to cover because each widow's journey is so unique. And with mine, and I don't mind sharing it because my husband, John Lundell, was in radio in the Twin Cities. And some people still remember John. And he, behind the scenes, had struggles with addiction. And we had talked about it many times. And we always thought he would, and I'm doing air quotes, get better. And that he wanted to share his story. But I'm I'm the one who's sharing his story. And then what God has done in my life, because John was healed in heaven. And he died suddenly on August 14th. Uh, 2005, after um, several attempts at uh, different types of treatment. We didn't realize at the time about long-term treatment, Christian Mm. addiction treatment. You know, it was just 30 days here. I won't name the places, 30 days there. And then it was, you got to get back to work, you know, and then the old addictions would come back. And he was failing, and um, it turned out um, to be opioids, and in even it's been many years back then, people didn't talk about it very much. But we were working at a radio station where it was mostly senior citizens at the time and playing big band music <laughs> and taking listeners on these fabulous trips. And I found out um, that actually he was getting a lot of these prescription medications from these listeners who were well-meaning. You know, he's like, my, my back hurts, my shoulder hurts. Sure. And they're like, hey, you know, here, yeah. here's this. And, um, and, and, it's still, you know, it's a little, it's a little hard to talk about. But we also um, did some fundraising on Channel Two, and on August thirteenth, we were on TV at Channel Two, and he did not look very well. He had had several illnesses and um, was just kind of deteriorating. I didn't know that at the time, and doing a lot of things I didn't know about as far as with his addiction and things like that. And we were driving home, and he was kind of distracted. But one thing he said, he said, you know, the Perseid meteor showers are going to be uh, out tonight. It'd be fun to see that. Well, we went home, and and we went we went to bed. But as usual, he was restless, and he got up and um, left. And, and usually, I figured that was when he would try to go use or do something that he didn't want me to know about. Well, the next morning, early, early in the morning, my little Westy woke up and, and was really agitated. And I let him out of the room, and he ran downstairs was my, where my husband had gone and John had died mm. and I found him in our home but he was so at peace mm. he was so at peace um, and he was laying there and I and I thought to myself really weird I thought I think I'm supposed to be on my knees screaming like on TV or something but I was just blown away by how at peace he was like God had said John you've tried this so many times on your own um, it's time to come home mm. And at that time, I had been trying to manage everything in this dysfunctional family and my own dysfunctions, you know, and, and all of a sudden it was like this, this great wind whooshed in and it was the Holy Spirit. I was a Christian. I had been saved at a Billy Graham, um, state fair event in, in junior high, but I kind of, you know, kind of wandered away a little bit, went to church on Sunday, tried to manage this crazy family. And all of a sudden it was like, I'm here. I'm here. And he just picked me up and walked me through the following days after that. Um, and then we come to the surreal time of where you're picking out, you know, a casket. That's the way we decided to go. And, and it's it's a shocking thing for a person to go through that, all those decisions and everything. And um, then I was, you know, next to um, the casket and people were coming in. And the only way I could deal with it was to treat it like a special event. 
um, you know, when you, when you have a radio event or something like that, and I was greeting people and the, the funeral, um, director, you know, he kept saying, move away, move away. So people can just come through. You're holding this up. But that's when, you know, the woman said, God's going to use this. And, and she was right. Pam Lindell has this podcast. It's called a widow's heart. And she's sharing her story on afternoons with Bill Arnold today. Um, you use the word surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you probably felt like you were just in the palm of God's hand as he was just kind of uh, helping you go through. Um, you're not even uh, able to have your actions or emotions. You're just in shock, right? Right. And God just moving you through the process for those particular first couple of days that are so traumatizing. Absolutely. It was like I said, it was like, boom. And I kind of, I use the phrase um, sometimes when I, I talk to people, I got out of my own way. Hmm. Like I'm not in charge. <laughs> right. And when I did, when I finally made that decision, he was, he was right there and it was just so comforting at that horrific time, um, you know, m- moving forward. And then um, the radio station that John and I had been working at had uh, been sold and so God literally took care of me. I had three months of insurance and, and pay and uh, looking around. I have this great work ethic. You know, I've got to find a job. And God led me to, to Faith Radio, first mm. of all, you know, and um, I, I did a, a show. I think that that Carmen's doing not as good as Carmen. Let me tell you, mm. <laughs> don't, don't go back and listen to the tapes <laughs> from 2005. <laughs> but it, it was I saw what God was doing. I wasn't ready to go on KTIS, 98.5 KTIS. Um, but I needed a foundation, and I was interviewing Priscilla Shire, and um, I remember Beth Moore. I was talking with her, and she goes, Pam, how can I pray for you <laughs> one day? And I just said, my husband died. This is three months after my husband died. Yeah. I'm on Faith Radio. Mm. And he took care of me, and she's just you know said the most inc- incredible prayer. And from then, I, I had this great foundation and then in 2008, I was on, on KTIS. And that's when even more miracles started to happen. Um, I realized after the first maybe six widows contacted me through social media or phone calls, they go, I remember, John, I, I'm a widow. I lost my husband. And if you can do this, I can do this. Right. And all of a sudden, I was going out to coffee and to dinners with these widows of all ages, and it was kind of the uh, the grassroots start of, uh, which became a nonprofit called Widow Might, M-I-G-H-T. I'm scrolling on my phone because we were we both got to see Austin French, who uh, sang some songs. He's a music artist. Oh. He was in the green room the other day, and he talked about vulnerability uh, and the importance of vulnerability and mm-hmm. how um, it would be so easy to not be vulnerable in the, the vulnerable state that you you were in yeah. in 2005. Um, we're talking to Pam Lindell, by the way. She's the host of A Widow's Heart, and she's on mornings on 98.5 KTIS. She's been on Faith Radio ever since 2005. Uh, why did you choose to be vulnerable instead of, like, button up and, and take the strong path? Because you started telling your story on Faith Radio. You tell your story all the time on 98.5 KTIS. Yeah. Vulnerability is a superpower that God has given us to be able to attract and minister and encourage Amen. more people. But so many people don't do it. Yeah. Right. You take the suffering that God has given you and then you maybe wrap it up and push it down because you don't want people to see a weakness. You're right. And I'm a stoic Scandinavian. <laughs> and right. and I, I think that was my first my first um, thought was, OK, I can get through this. But it really was. It was I didn't have a decision in that. I was made vulnerable by the Holy Spirit mm. on that day that I found my late husband. And um, 
it wasn't long after after that that I was working at KTIS that I realized we were starting to uh, have a sounding board for this nonprofit. And I'm like, uh-huh. And I was going, yep, God, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Because you did take, you know, what happened to John. He didn't take my husband so I could help found a nonprofit. Right. You know, but but he took that that situation and, and turned it into something amazing. And then one thing I wanted to tell you, too, was, you know, when I found, God, found John, he was so at peace that um, it, it dawned on me that, John was healed. I always thought he would get healed. Many people get healed on earth, but he got healed in heaven. Mm. Yeah. Pam Lindell is our guest on Afternoons with Bill Arnold here on Faith Radio. She talked about uh, Widow Mite. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. M-I-G-H-T. It is a nonprofit. We're going to talk about that, how you can help. Um, Maybe you're going through something similar. You've been listening to Pam's story and and you're raising your hand. Me too. Or you know somebody who's going through it. I just love what you say. Watch for God at work in your life every day through the suffering and through what he's put you through. More with Pam uh, Pam Lindell on Afternoons with Bill Arnold. This is Faith Radio. Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. If you have questions about Jesus or want to chat with someone about it, text FAITH to 41 224. That's text FAITH to 41224. And God bless you. Her mission is to help widows connect so they can live, they can heal, they can grow, and in time thrive. She's Pam Lindell, and she's on Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Uh, Widow Might, M-I-G-H-T dot org is the website and the nonprofit. So many good things happening. She also hosts a podcast called A Widow's Heart, and we'll link to it through the show notes at MyFaithRadio.com. And there are ways for people to share uh, their story with you. They When they, yeah. they go through this link that they click on this afternoon, uh, there's like a little microphone there, and they're able to share their stories with you, and then you can kind of interact back and forth with your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You could be on the, wind up on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's a technology blows my mind. I have people younger than 30 that are my friends here at KTIS and Faith Radio. Hmm. We call my geek squad. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you, you can get the podcast, A Widow's Heart, anywhere, but it's also at wowgod.com, which is home to so many faith-filled podcasts, including mine. And that's where you will find this little... Uh, microphone. If you use your smartphone, don't use your PC, but use a smart your smartphone because you've got a speaker on it. But you've got up to ten minutes hmm. to comment on a podcast, share your story. If you are a widow or widower, um, maybe how God has been at work in your life, you know, hmm. and and just um, share with me. I would love love to hear that. So yeah, kind of some new fancy technology we right. have. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> yeah. So Pam Lindell, she's in the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame, and we get to work with her every single day. <laughs> Here at 98.5 KTIS in the Twin Cities oh. and on uh, at, at MyFaithRadio.com as well. Three months after her husband passed away in 2005, she was in this very studio and God had called her to Christian radio. And so if you missed that part of the story, remember, you can always go back and listen again on demand with the free Faith Radio app. Uh, I highly recommend uh, Pam's story. And so, Pam, if there's somebody listening right now that's either on the precipice of losing mm-hmm. a spouse or has recently lost a spouse, uh, I had a conversation with a gentleman yesterday who is just sobbing because um, relationships have completely changed after he lost his wife. Yeah. Um, and, and everything seems to be different. It's he's, He uh, basically was saying it seems like it's out of control. People are angry with me. And mm-hmm. all of these hurt relationships, 
Um, how would you encourage them right now? Boy, you know, usually I'm you asking the question yeah. to someone on my podcast, you know, but it it it, it depends on, on, on where you are. And especially, you know, in those early, early days, just make sure you, you surround yourself that that there are people from family to friends that can um, lift you up. If you are someone who has a friend, the best thing you can do is come alongside them and and just be there. You don't have to solve problems. You don't have to answer questions. Just cry with them. Mm. Cry with them. Pray with them. Um, especially um, if you know someone who's just lost a spouse, call them up and say, hey, I'm going to come over tomorrow night and bring you dinner and we're going to have dinner together. Mm. Be specific. Don't Don't say, let me know if you need anything. That's hard for anybody who's in, in a, any stage of grief. You know what I mean? Be specific and be intentional on, on what you ask. But but as that person, I am um, next to my bed, um, cried myself to sleep every night. I had my Bible, but I also got Randy Elkhorn's book called Heaven. Mm. And that's just me. But man, you know, the, the big one that Huge. looks like a textbook. There are yeah. many different versions. There's devotional versions. But I knew John was in heaven, but I wanted to know what heaven was. I wanted to know what was going on there. And it's such a great biblically sourced um, resource on what heaven is like. And that was that was just for me. And there were so many other, um, you know, uh, stations and, and um, teachers that I listened to. But surround yourself with, with God's love. I went to a grief group um, three months after John died. I, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I think grief groups are... Oh, too hard to tackle, like two weeks after you've lost sure. someone, um, but maybe three months, even six months out. But I went to one at my church, and <laughs> I tell this story. I walked in, and I was offended. And now, don't please let me finish my story before you get offended. Because <laughs> I walked in, and all these sweet ladies were between the ages of 75 and 90. And I thought, you know, they had... 50, 60 years with their husband. And many of them got to say goodbye because they were long illnesses. John and I were married for 11 years. And he died really suddenly and, and, and just in a, in a really awful way. And, um, but I, you know, God again, just <laughs> Pam, behave yourself, hmm. got in there. And after the, you know, first, second meeting, they were my best friends. Hmm. And I learned so much from them. And it was it was incredible, and we're still in touch even to this day. Many of them. Oh, what did you learn from them? Um, just patience. They were so patient with me, mm. and grace, and 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 mainly love and faith. Love and and faith, and how you you can't do it on your own. Many people who don't have faith or who don't know Jesus, I think, in grief. What I've learned over the years is, instead of going through it and being strong through faith, they go around it. Because they don't want to feel the pain. They don't want to feel the pain. And then comes the things that numb your pain. Sure. From any, you know, then you, you turn into an addict or you're doing behaviors that aren't going to help you get through this. And then what did someone said, oh, you start, you know, drinking too much. You know what's going to happen? You're going to have grief and you're and a drinking problem. Hmm. You know, and all of a sudden that made so much, so much sense to right. me. So really... Ask for help. I mean, you can go to Widow Might. You know, um, there are so many resources now that I've learned with my podcast, but widowmite.org, there are resources there. You can contact me. I can help put you in touch with someone if you are really in a bad place. Mm. But let's say something. Yeah. Pam Lindell is on Afternoons with Bill Arnold. This, this widowmite.org is the website. She has a podcast called A Widow's Heart. Uh, we'll link to that at myfaithradio.com. You can find it at at wowgod.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, 
Now, would you help me and the people that are listening right now that um, haven't lost a spouse yet, Mm -hmm. but we know we'll have a conversation or we know that a friend or a family member or a parent, um, it's inevitable that we're going to be in that situation on the other side to witness and love and just show up. And you talked about being intentional. Right. You talked about um, not necessarily saying anything, but you're just crying or praying with them. Yeah. Because I feel like so many of us feel uh, almost like paralyzed in what to do, not knowing what to do, but we want to love. Yeah. How do we show up and how do we serve well? Um, I'll just share one little story that, that I realized, um, John, um, died on the 14th of August on, on September 14th, I received a a note in the mail. Um, and it was a beautiful card from a friend of mine and it talked a little bit about John remembering something from the past. Um, and then on the next month and I'm like, wait a minute. On, on the anniversary of his home going, mm. not his death, it was his home going, she was sending me little notes for the first year, for an mm. entire year, Cheryl sent me a note. And I, I realized that helped me so much. Um, put them in touch with GriefShare. GriefShare.org has a daily um, devotion they'll send you. And that really encouraged me. Um, all those resources, again, at WidowMite.org. So you can gently suggest those, you know, to your loved one. Um not right away, probably. Give it just a little bit of time. Right, right, right. You need to be there for the immediate needs. Like maybe, you know, bring some bring some toilet paper and some hamburgers and, you know, and right. show up with, with with the food and things that they're... It's called a widow's fog, widow, widower's fog. You just kind of don't know what's going on because mm. it's, it's a shock to your system. I kind of look back and I think God made us like onions that... If we, if we took everything that grief brings us right away, we wouldn't survive. And just a little bit at a time, a little peel at a time, you get through, through the pain. You, you never forget. You never forget your love. Um, some of the bad stuff, like with John, has really faded. Mm. But, you know, somewhat, I, I was in, um, saw a therapist afterwards because I was kind of mad. I didn't have this love story at, at the end. You know, and he said two things that just, you know, Blew, blew my mind. He said, first thing, you have to forgive John. Mm. I thought, wow. You know, he, he, he's in heaven. He went through all this torture, you know, and it's kind of selfish of me, but he goes, no, you forgive John and then you can love John, but hate the addict. Mm. And those are two really important things for my specific situation. Yeah. yeah. Pam, I'm curious, you used a word there and you said gently because we want to gently push people in that direction. It's not necessarily Mm -hmm. our job to force anything. We're just there for support and to come alongside, right? Yes, yes. And that all of a sudden, these things all just went flooding through my mind. Yes. I mean, just be there for help. It's like, you know, this this is maybe two months or or three months later. If you want to go through his stuff or you want to go through her stuff, you let me know. Because some people go through their spouse's belongings immediately. And that's okay. Some people wait a year and that's okay. But you just let them know you're there and you're ready to help them and bring up those specific things. Yeah, it's not, we can't put that on ourselves to try and help them yeah. get over this. It's going to come in time. Yeah. They have to have the time to process and grieve it. And like you've said, it looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. Think, I think that's important to remember. Yep. You are correct. Yep. Well, Pam's telling her story and she's encouraging people at the Set Apart Conference at the University of Northwestern in St. Paul. March 8th and uh, 9th, and you can get your tickets now at myfaithradio.com. But what I hear you saying, Pam, is find community. Yes. 
Find community. Ultimately. It is so important because especially in this, you know, we were talking about this loneliness epidemic constantly this last month here at Faith Radio, and people are already feeling alone as it is. Then you put in the fact that you lose a spouse and you probably feel loneliness on a level that you can't even explain. I just heard it the other day. I had coffee with a, with a new widow, and, and she started uh, going to these Widow Connect groups. Some of them are on Zoom through uh, Widow Might, and she said, I don't feel like I'm crazy anymore. I feel sad. Uh, sometimes I can't even handle it, but I don't feel like I'm crazy because I can share my story with others who have gone through a similar situation. So if you check out the podcast, I just wanted to add this to Ben. Um, there's such a myriad of stories of people sharing their specific journey of God at work in their life. And um, I just spoke with a, a widower named Fred Colby, who's on uh, episode 31, and uh, he talks about losing his wife. And he's the first widower that has mm. shared uh, their story on, on a widow's heart. But it's the, the sense of community doesn't necessarily make it, you get over it, what am I trying to say, get over it faster, but it helps that you can lean on others and mm. and share your story. Maybe process through it mm-hmm. faster with the yeah. help of other people. Yep. And I just uh, remember with, with my group of widows, you know, my, the first grief group that I went to, the, such sweet, sweet, wonderful souls, and they all had life verses. I learned about life verses, and I thought, I want one. I want one. And I found it during the during our um our grief group, and it's uh, Psalm 91, 4. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his mm-hmm. wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And that's that's just how I felt for so many months, that I can't do this on my own, but he's got me. What would you say, as we're down to the final uh, couple of minutes here, Pam Lindell, um, how you've experienced God through this traumatic loss Probably in the most amazing ways. How much time do we have? Well, we're down to nine, (laughs) 30 30 seconds. (laughs) I just want to tell you um, that on the first anniversary of John's death, my sister said, we're going to Bayfield, Wisconsin, and we're going to go kayaking. I said, no, I'm not. I'm going to have a pity party, and I'm just going to be all by myself. And she persuaded me to go. And it was a day that was 80 degrees. It was in August because it was the year later. And Lake Superior was like glass. Hmm. And I was on there. I could look down, and I could see fish, and I could see the rock and I could see everything and I could hear God's voice saying, look, I have so much to show you. I have so much to show you. Mm, wow. Pam Lindell, thank you for sharing your story with us. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, a Widow's Heart podcast. You can find it at wowgod.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, we'll link to it at myfaithradio.com. She's also sharing and telling her story at the Set Apart Conference for Women at the University of Northwestern in St. Paul, March 8th and 9th. I'm busy. Yes, you are. <laughs> thank you for loving people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Pam. Amen. God bless you. you. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold on Faith Radio. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.